and welcome to the Outranders podcast. I'm your host, Claire Crossgrove, and this is episode two, The Name. The name of your business is crucial to the success of your business. If people don't know what to call you or don't really relate to what it is your business is called, they will no longer support your business or they will find a business that better speaks to them. For example, for an outdoorsy person that loves adventure and nature, they are drawn to Patagonia or the North Face. One, because that's the product they're seeking, but also two, if you think of the name, it is about adventure. Facing North or North Adventure for the North Face, and Patagonia is a mountain and region that is all about hiking and adventure. This gives people almost a sense of relation to the brand that they trust or follow. The name means more than just something the business is called. It is the brand. It is the truth of the company. So I want to discuss how I came to the name Outbranders. And then I will also discuss a little bit more about other well-known companies and their names and creation of how they came to the name they are known as today. So, starting off with Outbranders, this took me a while to come up with and figure out because I didn't know exactly what I wanted my company name to relate to. I wanted it to be personal and about what I believed in and what I liked in the world, but then I also wanted to be something that other people could relate to. So there were multiple phases of the name Outbranders before it became the truth, I suppose. I started off just making a list of what I thought sounded good. I took inspiration from other companies and businesses from all different aspects of business, not just marketing or branding. And I thought through them. I even looked at artists, um, performers, and kind of what they're known for and how their names sound. And I really wanted to create something that I, when I said it, really just enjoyed the word itself. So when I was first coming up with names, one of the original ones I thought of was Brand U. B-R-A-N-D capital U. And... That's actually very similar to an artist called Jack U, J-A-C-K, capital U. And I just really liked brand U as, like, let's brand you. So it was more of a direction and guidance of branding. Well, when I did more research, one, it was taken, so I couldn't use that one. But um, I still really liked that concept of being a little bit more directional and maybe some would say aggressive, but I liked that it kind of pushed people a little bit out of their norm. I didn't want it to be something that people felt too comfortable with because I wanted it to resonate as something of adventure. I kept thinking I have a whole list of names that I kind of went through and tested and tried before I really came up with Outbranders. And my inspiration for Outbranders was really about adventure, like outgoing and outrageous. 
I really liked that sense of enhancement to the word. And I thought, well, you know, if you can enhance outrageous or outstanding even, you can enhance branding. So I came to the conclusion, outbranders, which is enhancing branding. I thought of a few others before that as well, like out advertising and stuff, and none of those really would flow. I really liked branding as the main word of choice for my name. So once I came to that conclusion, I not only thought of how the word sounded, but also how the word looked. I had to come up with an idea of what should be capitalized. Should anything be capitalized? And also how it would flow. Would it be one word? Would it be two words? Would there be a space? Would there be a hyphen? How would it look? So I went into all those details and a lot of graphic designers or people who are very artistic are a little more critical on the lettering of their actual name. So not even the name or the name of how it sounds but even how it looks. So when I put that into perspective, I just started writing out branders in all different ways. How can I make this look good? What are um, other options that maybe don't sound as good but look better? And when I started writing out branders down about a hundred times in my notebook, I realized I could make it work and make it look visually appealing. So. Not only did I like the sound, but I also liked the look. And I also enjoyed the feel and sense of the name itself when both heard and read. So Outbrander stuck, and that is really what I moved forward with um, as the name of my company. And even podcast, I kept Outbranders so the name remains associated with the original brand of Outbranders, the Outbranders podcast. So... I wanted to make sure people didn't get lost in that trans transition of what it was Outbrander stood for and how to find the information um, that I produced. So that is how the name Outbranders came to be. Next, I want to talk a little bit about other companies and how they came to their naming of their store or of their service. I actually want to give just additional name ideas. For those of you that are trying to come up with a name yourself right now, it is really hard. It is daunting. It, and it takes a lot of energy even to just come up with a simple name. For some. For others, they're like, ah, oh, this is the name. I just need to figure out how to get it to work. But for others, it's there's so many different options out there. It's just hard to focus on one way or one idea of naming a business. So a few additional name ideas are the first is to create your business name off of the service you provide or the item you create. So this could be maybe you're a burger joint and you want to call yourself, you know, the fat burger or something like that to where it's directly associated with what it is you're creating. One famous example is Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel started off naming their store as such because that is how the goods were delivered to them, furniture and uh, other wares. They were delivered in crates and barrels. So they came, they stuck with the name, and I read in their history, and I'll, I'll link their history below, but it was really interesting that they called it a necessity <laughs> 
because that is, that's how all the goods got to them. And obviously, as they got all the goods shipped to them, they just had an abundance of crate and barrels. So they actually used the wood for decoration on their first store. So I thought that was pretty neat to learn. But yeah, crate and barrel is one good example. Another good example is Whole Foods. Whole Foods is, again, what it is in the name. So they are Whole Foods. They are a natural grocer. They really wanted to enhance on that um, trend and opportunity of food that was being created for created and sold for um, locals in the community. So Whole Foods stuck with a name to emphasize what it is they sold and they represented. So I thought that was, it's very fitting for both of these companies, both Crate and Barrel and Whole Foods, because they gave it that understanding of what it is they sell and do right in the name. Even with Crate and Barrel, you now understand why they named themselves that, but when you think of the name, you could almost be thinking, oh, maybe that's a bar, <laughs> Crate and Barrel. But I think it's a good name, and it helps represent based off of their history of what they did. Whole Foods is a little easier to understand because the name is what it sells. So that's something to keep in mind is, do you want the name to be based off the history and more of how you started, or do you want it to be associated with what it is you'll do forever? So Crate and Barrel could have been Furniture and Crate or something like that where it has the name Furniture in it. Another naming convention that can be used is the name of a person or place. So we know a ton of these businesses where it's uh, named after a person or place. Some of the examples I selected were Campbell's for Campbell's Soup, and it was originally named after Joseph A. Campbell. He took his name and made it the main uh, business name and rolled with that. And that sticks with the history of both the founder and what it represents. They kept the Campbell's name, and now everyone, it's a household name. Everyone knows Campbell's. <laughs> they might not know exactly uh, the person that created it, but the name stays strong. Another name that is household and everybody knows is Ford, Ford Motors. Again, that was named after Henry Ford. Some may know uh, his name just a little bit better, but Henry Ford was, again, the creator of Ford Motors. So they kept his name, and it stuck. It still works, and people can associate it again with history. I think if you name the business after yourself, you become more tied to the business, and you, as a person, become more of a representative of that business. So if I were to name Outbranders instead as Claire's branding agency, I, as Claire, would be or feel more obligated to also be a personal representation of the uh, company. So both my personal social platforms and my brand would also be the brand of my company. I decided against this because I kind of wanted them to be separate. I wanted Outranders to hold its own, and I just wanted to be the facilitator of Outranders. I didn't want my name in the actual title. So that's why I chose against uh, naming it after myself. Outbranders is more focused on the service or item that I create. So I am a branding agency, branding and consulting agency, and 
Outbranders really associates with that. So I'll go through the rest of the list of the naming conventions, and you'll kind of see where Outbranders fits in that category probably the best. The other naming convention, the third on the list of four, is a unique name. So a unique name, I'm sure we can think of a few offhand, but a unique name is something that really just doesn't make sense. When you think of the name, you're like, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> I've never heard that word before. I can't even associate with that. A good one I thought of was Adidas, which all of us are like, no, Adidas is so common. Like, I know what that means. But when I really stopped and thought about it, I was like, what does that word even mean? So when I did some research on it, I actually found that Adidas is a combination of the creator's name. So his name was Adolf Dassler, and his nickname of his first name was Adi. So he combined his first name as a nickname, so his nickname, and a few letters of his last name and threw them together. So Adidas was born, <laughs> which I thought was super interesting, and it's quite creative. So throwing words together like that, or throwing letters together like that and creating just a unique word really worked for the Adidas brand and I suppose it's a success. So I think that adds a sense of creativity, which I think is very good for a brand, but it can also be a negative because if you don't associate that word with what it is the brand or business does. So when you think Adidas, we automatically think shoes. But if I made up a random word, you'd be like, what does that associate with? Like, crossly. You'd be like, what? Crossly doesn't make any sense. But if I was like, crossly, crossly bricks, you'd be like, that makes absolutely no sense. So if it was just crossly, and I was like, yeah, I sell, I sell bricks, or I sell water bottles. It doesn't really associate. So... It can be really hard when launching a brand to have a business name that does not associate at all with what it is you're doing or trying to create. Then what you have to do, if it is you choose a word like that, then you have to create that association. You have to become not only the creator of the business and brand itself and selling your service or product, but you also have to create the idea and understanding in the consumer's mind of what it is your word or your business name associates to also your brand. So it's a lot more, in my opinion, it would be a lot harder to create a brand that is unique in that way. But I also think it's a really good challenge for those that maybe have a very interesting product that is a little more imaginative or a little more inspirational as you are putting the mind in that imagination or inspiration with the name itself. So people would look at the name, like if you gave a business card and people saw only the name, they'd be like, what is this? If it's sparking interest, I think it can be helpful for a company that is trying to get people in that mindset. So both positives and negatives of having the unique name, but I would say it really depends on the company and what your goals are as a business. So keep that in mind. Um, another good company that everyone obviously knows is Google. And Google, yeah, that's a weird word. And it's fun to say, <laughs> but it's also just a odd 
word that you just don't really know what it means. And when I looked up the history of Google, their first actual name was called Backrub, which is even more strange, to be honest. But when they explained Backrub was changed to Google, the reason is Google is the name was a play on the mathematical expression for the number one followed by 100 zeros. So, I mean, the creators, they came up with this funny little word, just, you know, used it. So it is relevant to their business as it's coding and uh, information and everything, but it's also just kind of a funny little word to say. And I think the word itself did a very good job because it sticks because it is fun to say. People really like it. And it's also, when you say Google, it's a very harmless word. Like you don't think of anything aggressive at all. <laughs> so I think for the most part, it's a very good, unique word to use. Outbranders kind of plays into the uniqueness just a little bit because outbranders is not a real word, but outrageous or outstanding are real words. So I kind of played with words that existed and words that represented my service, but also kind of added a unique spin on it to have people associate it with not just the service, but also creativity or a little adventure. I am an adventurous person, so I really liked creating my own word. I think played well for the company name just because it emphasizes what it is that I'm doing. It out-emphasizes branding. So I think it plays well together for my business in particular. The last name idea I was I could think of was acronyms. So again, there are a ton we can think of, a few that we're really fond of, I would say, and some we just don't even know what they stand for. <laughs> it's kind of just become, oh, the, it's just the letters. Like that's how we associate it with, but we don't even realize what it stands for. Um, my example was IKEA, which is a combination of the creator's name and two other words. He associated with the family farm in Parrish. He just took the first letter of his first and last name, the family farm, and the parish, and combined them together, and it made Ikea, which is also quite unique. Again, when you have the weird word or weird association like that, it is hard when you think of Ikea, now you think of furniture, but when you think of the word Ikea, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Again, similar to um, unique names or kind of like made up names, Ikea actually stands for something, but even when you spell out the letters into words for Ikea, it doesn't make sense. It's just the, the creator's name, the farm or parish he grew up. So it's not my other example. It's not like KFC, which is Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know exactly when you spell out the letters what it is. So KFC, we call it that primarily because that's, again, how it's advertised. And I think they did a fantastic job of that advertising because when you break out the letters, it only further defines what it is the company um, stands for, which is fried chicken. Yum. KFC is a really good representation, I think, of the acronym name group because it not only is a name, Kentucky, a place, but it also defines what it is the business does. When starting a business, again, as I have mentioned before, it is hard to get the name associated with what it is you do unless you have it in the name. 
So for IKEA, it's a little more unique and hard to associate IKEA with furniture, but KFC is extremely easy to associate with chicken and fried chicken because it's in the name. When you're creating your company business, I think it's very important to realize what it is your goal of the business is and also how you want people to associate to you. Do you want to give people the freedom to imagine what your company does and kind of take your company name out of a box and let people understand it for themselves as of what it represents? Or do you kind of want to guide your consumers and say, this is what I represent and this is the name of the of the business? So there's two sides. You can go at this two different ways. You can tell people what it is you do and represent in the name, or you can give it kind of a blank slate and let people just interpret it on their own. As I've mentioned, it is a little harder when you give people the blank slate just because it's hard to tap into their mind and get it to associate with the name of your brand. I do not discourage that. I just would put a slight warning on that, just as it is a little harder as a new business to get people to that place of association. Not that it's a negative. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you understand it would be harder to give that association if it is a word that doesn't naturally make sense to those that you are advertising to. The main takeaways from the name segment or this name episode would most likely be make sure the name is something you personally enjoy. Don't name the company something that's just easy or something that maybe everyone told you to name the company as it makes sense to them. You really need to own the name and you need to be proud of it. It, It's something that you're going to write on everything. It's going to be how everyone knows you and what everyone associates you personally with. So if the name does not speak to you, if you don't say the name and it gives you a smile, I would pick a different name or I'd enhance on the name to get it to where you want it to be or even the name and representation of the name. You want this to be your happiness. Business and entrepreneurship already is a struggle, so if you can give yourself that sense of joy in what it is you call yourself, that only adds to the benefit of your company. And a little more life comes out of you. If you're proud to say the name and you're proud to associate yourself with the name you created, it's wonderful. It gives it gives people that glimpse and you have that little glisten in your eye when you're talking to people about your company because you love how that name sounds or you love how it's written. It's a beautiful thing. You're giving yourself that opportunity of creativity and the name is everything. That's how it's associated with you as a person and you as a brand. So name your business, what it is you feel most comfortable with, but also what makes you extremely happy. That is what Outbranders is for me, and I love that. It gives me a little more drive, and when I think, oh, Outbranders, it's never negative. It's always a very positive, energy-focused name and sound. So now I've got friends and family actually using the word, and I actually get to hear it from someone else's voice, and I'm like, yes, that is still a good name. (laughs) I'm like so proud that I'm like, yes, I came up with this. So it gives you a sense of accomplishment and excitement to have that name mean something more to you than a basic name or something that is more common. So get out there and name your business what it is that truly speaks to you 
and let me know what you're coming up with. I would love to hear some of the names of your businesses or even some of the ideas. I am more than happy to assist you on some naming ideas, fine tune something you've created. I'd love to be a part of that assistance. So let me know what you think of Outbranders and let me know what you think of the names you're coming up with. That's the conclusion of episode two, The Name. Thank you for listening and have a great day.